Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Well, God bless. Hey, listen, my name is Alexander Pagani. I'm the lead pastor of Amazing Church, located here in the Bronx, South Bronx, uh, New York City, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. And listen, I'm an apostle to the revelation of deliverance. Listen, I might not be an apostle to a lot of other metrons and spheres of influence, but to deliverance without unequivocally, I know for a fact that God has ordained me to this ministry because the fruit is there and today i'm gonna upgrade (laughs) i'm just excited i'm gonna show you something that's gonna really rock your socks off and i'm gonna wrestle with you and i'm gonna challenge you and i'm gonna expand your capacity for revelation so holy spirit we come in agreement right now that you would release the spirit of wisdom the spirit of wisdom uh, upon every person that's going to uh, watch this broadcast live and on a replay. Holy Spirit, help us to understand when you are speaking symbolically in a type and a shadow, literally, metaphorically, Lord, or parabolically, Lord Jesus. Help us uh, to decipher and to distinguish between all of these, Lord, including your riddles, including your similes. Father, help us to know when to see the hues of colors and not be trapped in Hebrew and Greek linguistics or black and white religiosity and man-made traditions and dogma. Oh, I felt that one in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, we're asking you, uh, we're asking you um, to uh, show us Lord, as to the origin of demons and fallen angels. And Father, help my viewers not become zealous over something that was taught to them that they themselves haven't investigated, but they're just being emotionally zealous uh, to what was been taught to them, but they never actually studied it for themselves. Father, I come against religious zeal. I come against a doctrinal zeal. I come against traditional Pharisaic Sadducee zeal that would cause to sabotage this discourse of this topic in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And the church say, amen. And Father, we give you glory and honor. And Father, this is not absolute, but we're looking to, to wrestle, wrestle with you, Holy Spirit, to extract, Lord, the meat and the secrets and the codes and the mysteries of the kingdom in this area, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I don't know about you, but I'm... <laughs> oh my God, I feel excited. Hey, listen, the first thing that I want to say is this, is you guys already know my MO. I enjoy what is called in biblical seminary or in many of your biblical institutions, what is called the line of thinking called critical higher criticism, which means I enjoy thinking outside the box. Listen, we are wrestling We are endeavoring to study. We're endeavoring to be a good Berean and to come away with a conclusion that can be either hypothetical, speculative, or plausible. Now, plausibility only means that it's not absolute, but it's plausible, which means it's there and we can't deny it. 
Um, speculative means we see the outline, but we're not sure yet. Did you catch it? And higher criticism means this, is that we're not trapped within the box. We're within the box, but outside the box, which means we're looking outside the box to get a panoramic view through various verses to be a blessing. Amen. And to help us extract the best of the word of God. Amen. Now, the question that I have been asking is this, is this, all right, is this, are demons and fallen angels the same thing? The same thing. Now, from what I've been taught, I have graduated from five years of Bible school. I have all the plaques on my wall. I believe in being thoroughly trained and, and in your biblical institutes. I did that. I, I, it's completely, I'm completely proud of it. Um, don't regret it. And I believe everybody should have a base, basic foundation and join some sort of biblical schooling to get the training, to get the training. All right. Now, um, from that time until now, from I've been saved since, I've been saved since 1993. 1993. So I graduated from Bible school many, many, many moons ago. Long time, long time. Um, actually been pastoring 17 years and got into, um, uh, I think within the first four years of me in Bible, uh, in as a pastor, I graduated from Bible school. So I've been gra a graduate from Central Pentecostal Biblical Institute for the last uh, 15 years. All right. Now, here's a question that I've been asking is this, is is are demons and fallen angels the same thing now i've been taught and to be properly exegetical uh we've been taught that they are the same thing the fallen angels unclean spirits um and demons are the same thing now for the new believer i would say i would say stay within that premise because there are certain things that jesus said to the early apostles that really sticks out to me he said to them this in john chapter 7 uh, john chapter 16 he said there are things that i have to tell you that you will not understand but in the future you will understand now that 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 verse I love that verse um, that Jesus said to the 12 apostles which means this he said that there are gonna be certain things that I'm gonna tell you uh, within our discourse of these three and a half years that you're not gonna understand but when he the Holy Spirit comes the spirit of truth he will make you all understand everything that I said so watch this not understanding something is uh, or understanding something is not the premise in order for you to embrace something let me say that again Understanding something is not the platform or the premise or the open door in order for you to embrace something. That is not how kingdom works. You obey something based on an instruction given to you by the courtroom of heaven or through the Holy Spirit or by an angel. That's what happened with Mary, the Virgin Mary with Gabriel. You're going to be with child as a virgin. She didn't try to understand it. She received it. And the Bible said she was highly favored. So you do not have to understand everything in order for you to embrace it. If your spirit says it's right, even though your mind says, you know what? I, I don't know about this. Or even if your emotions say, you know what? I, I don't know about that. If your spirit has a peace about it, you are to embrace it and wait for the Holy Spirit to inspire you to be a good Berean, to be able to go search it out. Now, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that it is the king's it is the Bible says that it is the it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the glory of a king to search the matter out, which means there are certain things that God puts in your spirit, a treasure map, but he doesn't actually tell you where it actually is or what type of treasure. He just says, just go find it. And that's what Jesus said. When a person finds the kingdom of God, he is like a man in a field who found the treasure. Did you catch it? He wasn't even looking for it. He he found the treasure and what did he do? He went back, he sold everything he had and he bought the field. What I'm hoping today is not to help you listen to understand completely what I'm going to say, but rather you go back to God and you sell everything you have and you buy the field into this revelation and then you have time to search it out for yourself.
Am I talking good? All right, now watch this. All right, so I've been taught throughout the years uh, that demon spirits uh, and fallen angels are the same thing. Now, as you begin, as I began to mature in uh, this revelation of the kingdom, because you have to start at the kingdom before you enter into deliverance, because God has to remove the religious veil of Moses upon your understanding and breathe upon it, so that way you can begin to see things from a kingdom perspective, heaven's perspective, Perspectives as opposed to uh, proper ex man-made exegesis. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's basic foundation. So when God begins to remove the veil, he begins to make you revisit some stuff and you begin to challenge that and go, you know what? I don't know if that is really like that. So the last four to five years, I've been pressed in my spirit to really investigate whether demons and fallen angels are the same thing. And I have come to the conclusion um, in the beginning of my study that they are not that they are not the same thing because I read, and you can read this in your own time. It's not the text that I'm going to be teaching you from today, but I'm just setting up a platform and a premise to launch you into the stratosphere. I begin to read, watch this, in the book of Peter, 1 Peter, that Jesus went to preach to the spirits in prison. Now, we know that that is the righteous uh, within Hades. Hades, H-A-D-E-S, Greek word Hades, the realm of the dead, a.k.a. according to the Hebrew mindset, Abraham's bosom, that was separated, that was separated into two parts. The side of the righteous who were looking forward to that day. It was called the day, right? And then there was those who are waiting for an impending day of judgment. Did you catch it? All right. Now watch this. Jesus dies. He descends into hell. Watch this. He preaches to the spirits in prison. He opens the graves. Read this in Matthew chapter 27, verse 58. It says, when he resurrected the graves of the saints broke open. Jesus was not the only one that resurrected from the dead at the resurrection. He was the first fruits of many sons. Did you catch it? And the Bible says, and many bodies of the saints arose and appeared to many and walked around for 40 days in the city. And when he ascended, they ascended with him. Now watch this. That verse continues to talk about the angels that sinned. It said, for God did not spare. You can read this King James Version, whatever version that you got. It says, for God did not spare the angels of old. The angels of old. But look what it says. Lock them. Lock them. Lock them into everlasting chains of darkness. Everlasting chains of darkness. Look what it says. Unto the great and dreadful day. Now stop right there. The Bible is the sole authority for all faith and conduct. If the Bible says, watch this, if the Bible says that these angels are locked in prison, then who is doing all the evil functioning on the earth? Surely it cannot be the first angels that sinned because that group of angels and throughout mythology you find the same things they're called the immortals in Greek mythology and as you keep going down in Roman mythology the titans it keep did you catch what I just said it keeps it keeps going now obviously we know that these are myths but every myth is centered around some sort of truth all right now we know that myths are exaggerated truths did you catch what I just said? All right, so then if these fallen angels, listen to me, if these fallen angels are locked in chains, then who is doing the functioning of evil on the earth from then until now? Well, very simple. Listen to me. The Bible goes on in that same text saying that these other spirits, listen to me, other spirits during the flood of Noah, during the flood of Noah, listen, if you, if you, am I talking good? During the time of Noah, when God destroyed the earth, God destroyed the earth for single-handedly one reason, the Nephilim. He destroyed the earth for the Nephilim's sake. Why? Because the Nephilim were the Benai Elohim, the sons of God, angels, not the sons of Cain. 
Get that out of your head. That's that's man-made. No, the Bible says the Benai Elohim, which means the sons of the gods, came down, slept with the daughters of men, and produced a race of fallen ones. Fallen ones, Nephilim or Nephilim, whichever way you want to call it. And the book of Peter goes a step further that God destroyed the first earth, uh, the pre-Diluvian uh, pre earth, or the Bible says the old world. The old world, am I talking good? The old world was destroyed. Now, who were these Nephilim? Watch this. The Bible says these were a hybrid. These had the physical uh, body coming from female, but in their spirit, they were made in the image of the fallen angels, the sons of God. Did you catch it? And watch this. They had the DNA of their fathers, which is why they were malevolent entities who now had legal right to function in the earth. That is why there's no uh, benevolent Nephilim. They were all malevolent, which means they were all evil. Now watch this. Who were these Nephilim? Watch this. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Watch this. Watch this. Look what it says. Look what it says. It says, it says, listen to me. It says, these Nephilim were unregistered created beings who were un who were unregistered with the courtroom of heaven. Now watch this. When you are unregistered with the courtroom of heaven, then you have a license to do evil with no judgment. Did you catch it? Why? Because your case don't come up. Did you catch what I just said? Listen, you and I are judged according to what's written in the books. Every time a human a human sperm hits a, a egg, a fetus is created and a case is created in the courtroom of heaven. And the Bible says, the book of uh, uh, David said, Lord, teach me the number of my days. And then he goes on to say, before I was even formed, my body parts were written in thy book. And what did Jesus say? Behold, I come to do thy will, O God, as it is written about me in the volume of the book. Even Jesus's life is recorded in the courtroom of heaven but these nephilim are unregistered uh a race of beings who are not registered did you catch it so they what did they do they enacted complete wickedness now here's something to think about now i'm not what i'm going to say right now is not absolute but here is what any average theologian who thinks outside the box will tell you this and I think that you're ready. Most pastors know this, but won't tell you because they presuppose that you can't handle it. I think you can handle it. But the truth of the matter is every pastor knows this, that there is potentially and there was potentially another group of angels more wicked than Satan. More wicked than Lucifer. These were agents of chaos who don't submit to nobody. And God had to lock them in and lock them in the lowest part of hell. Because even Lucifer submits to God's plans and purposes. But these boys, these boys rebelled with Lucifer and then turned on Lucifer when they realized that Lucifer led them astray. And they were submitted to nobody. Now catch Catch what I'm saying. Now, most pastors know this, but they won't tell you this because they think that, that, that most of their congregants are not ready. Let me show you something, pastor. If your congregants are not ready, it's because you've kept them in ignorance. They're not ready because of you, not because of the Holy Spirit. Did you catch what I just said? Now, watch this. Now, I'm going to lead to what I'm going to show you in the book of Daniel. Go quickly to the book of Daniel. I'm going to show you something. So watch this. So God decides. God the Father. God the Holy Spirit and God the Son decide to destroy the earth, to destroy the earth, right? They decide to destroy the earth. Why? Because of these undocumented illegal immigrants on the earth with legal functioning. They had earthly green cards. Wow, I feel the anointing. These race of beings had earthly green cards. They were not from here, but they had the green card to function. Did you catch it? So God said, I'm going to destroy the earth. Genesis chapter 6, 1 Peter chapter 3 talks about everything that I'm talking about. Nothing is unexegetical or sensational or error. There's no spirit of error going on right here. Your spirit is leaping because you've been seeing what I've been telling you. Now watch this. God destroys them, but watch 
watch this. But their spirits are already created. Their spirits are already created. So where did those spirits go? Well, the Bible is very clear. They went around in a wet place. You're not ready for this. The Bible says when an unclean spirit is come out of a man, it goes through dry places. But when the Nephilim were extracted from their bodies, they went through wet places. What was the wet places? Well, obviously the earth was surrounded by water. The earth was surrounded by water. Come on, don't play with me. Let's get exegetical with the text. When the demons left the body, those earthly bodies, the earth was surrounded by water. So where did they go? They were hovering. They were hovering in the face of the abyss the abyss in the bible means the deepness of water the waters above the heaven the waters below the heaven and then the firmament dome flat earth another topic for another day all right did you catch it and here they were trapped waiting did you catch it wandering wandering on the earth with nowhere to go the water recedes the water recedes Noah and his family come out the ark they begin to populate the earth again watch this and then Ham rebels Ham Ham rebels um, against his father gets a curse the curse is not on Ham the curse is on Canaan you want to know why because Noah could not curse what God had blessed watch this so Ham was blessed but cursed on the inside. He was a living curse with God's blessing. That sounds familiar. You know who else walked around cursed with God's blessing? Cain. Cain, watch this, was a vagabond. The earth cursed him. Did you catch it? And then Cain says, whoever finds me will kill me. And then God put a mark on Cain for nobody to kill Cain, which means Cain had a license to kill, a license to wild out, and nobody could do him harm. Did you catch what I just said? This is all in the Bible, Genesis chapter 4. So Cain leaves and starts traveling to the land of Nod, right? And then Cain's descendants start being, being born, right? So here he is functioning and doing what he needs to do. Did you, did you catch what I just said? So Cain finds a city. He gives birth to a city, calls the city Enoch. Enoch was not the first Enoch. The first Enoch was Cain City. Enoch means teaching. What does that mean? Well, very simple. Listen to what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. At that time, the Benai Elohim begin to descend on the mountain of Hermon. The mountain of Hermon today, today, literally the mountain of Hermon is called, look it up, gateway to the gods. Hermon means gateway to the gods or a portal. Now you know why the David, the psalmist said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the ointment that comes down, the rivers that come down from the mountain of the star gate to the gods. Hermon. Did you catch that? Upon the what? To the Jordan River. Did you catch it? So watch this. That's the same mountain that Jesus with Peter, James, and John, Peter, Lebanon, James, Syria, John, Israel, Peter, James, John went up the high mountain and Jesus transfigures before them. Oh, don't play with me. This is, listen, everything is what I'm saying. The mountain of transfiguration was the mountain of Hermon where Peter, James, and John saw Jesus and what happened? That was the meeting place of the gods. So when Jesus went up there, Moses and Elijah came down to talk uh, talk with Jesus. Did you catch it? Ah, and what? Now you know, watch this. Now you know, listen to me, we're going to get to the demon part. Now you know why Peter wanted to build a tabernacle. Well, let me just freely say that the United Nations has a facility right now at the top of the mountain of Hermon. Why? Because they know better and because they know. Another topic for, for another day. Now watch this. With that being said, these Nephilim spirits... Nephilim spirits began to walk around. Do me a favor, share this on your timeline. Share this on your timeline, all of you. Oh, we don't play around here. We woke over here for real. All right. Now look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. So these Nephilim begin to walk around desiring, watch this, to have legal access to do functioning. So Noah curses Canaan. 
He curses the firstborn of Ham. And after Canaan, every descendant afterward carried that same curse until the cross of Jesus. Another topic for another day. One of the descendants of Canaan was Cush. Cush, listen to me, was the firstborn of Canaan. Cush. Cush is the ancestor of Nimrod. Nimrod's tower was an attempt to crack the dome earth. It wasn't a tower just to have a tower. It was man's attempt to crack the, the dome earth that was hovering over flat earth. Wink. Catch that one for another day. Now watch this. Now watch this. So God has to come down, confuse the languages, and you know the story. Now watch this. In, watch this. Nimrod, Nimrod is considered, watch this, Nimrod is considered to be also within the Nephilim because the Bible says that there were giants on the earth in those days, pre-Adam, and in the Bible says afterwards, afterwards, write it in the chat room, the Bible says King James afterwards, which means Nephilim are here did you catch it? Which means they got destroyed and then they started to come back again. And they, what, what happened? And so Nimrod, listen, becomes, Nimrod is considered a giant. And then now is where things get wacky, right? And then you get uh, the Syrophoenicians and the Phoenician culture. They exaggerate the story, but they all understood who was Nimrod. But to the Phoenicians, they called him Gilgamesh. Bible calls him Nimrod, a great hunter before the Lord, which means he was anti-God. Shem comes, Shem comes, smites Nimrod, cuts his body in 12 pieces and scatters them all throughout Mesopotamia. Well, you can find that story in the book of Judges, the Levite and the, and the concubine. He what? what? What happened? He cuts up his concubine. Read this, Judges chapter 13. Read it on your 17, on your own time. He cuts Cuts up the concubine's body and spreads it out. That's why what he did caught, caught the attention of all of Israel. Because within the, within the oral tradition, that story already happened with Shem and Nimrod. So they thought another scenario like that was happening. Right? Did you catch it? So here come the men of Benjamites. The Benjamite. Telling Lot, let us sleep with these men. Let us sleep with these angels so that we could... That we may know them. All right. Now I'm setting all of this up. Am I talking good? <laughs> listen, listen. All right. So now we find that the demon spirits are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. The disembodied spirits of the Nephilim looking to re-inhabit a physical body so they can do functioning legally on earth because spirits are illegal without a dirt body. Dr. Miles Monroe coined that phrase very well. Papa Miles coined that very good. Spirits are illegal without a dirt body. So in order for them to do functioning, they need a physical body again. So here they are tempting man to open up their what their tabernacles let them in and then and then they produce functioning again now watch this so we got this got this being shown all throughout scripture all the way down all the way down all the way down now watch this so the question is this turn with me to Daniel chapter 8 I said all that to prove one thing because sometimes you good Bereans, your zeal gets the best of you and you block things out emotionally and you haven't thought things out doctrinally and revelatory with a revelatory mind like a good Berean. Now watch this. Is there a separation between the two? Disembodied spirit and Nephilim. Now watch this. Now watch this. Is there two different classes or categories is the premise of this whole topic and then I'm done. Watch this. Daniel chapter 8. Daniel chapter 8. Watch this. I'm not talking good. Hey, this is some good stuff. <laughs> Daniel chapter 8. Daniel is seeing a vision. Watch this. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. Look at this. Verse 8 starts off like this. Look at this. Uh, uh, you know what? Start with verse five to keep it within context. Look at this. Look, 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 look at look at this. 
While I was watching, suddenly a male goat appeared from the west, crossing the land so swiftly that he didn't even touch the ground, which means he was gliding. This goat, which had one very large horn between his eyes, headed towards the two-horned ram that I had seen standing beside the river, rushed at him in rage. The goat charged furiously at the ram and struck him, breaking off both of his horns. Now the ram was helpless and the goat knocked him down and trampled him. No one could rescue the ram from the goat's power. Let me interject here. Who is the goat? The goat within this context and historical context is Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great is the goat and is the silver within Nebuchadnezzar's image. He is the goat, right? The goat dominates so quickly and then his kingdom ends very swiftly and breaks into four parts. We know this, watch this. His kingdom breaks into a Northern kingdom, Southern kingdom, Western kingdom, and a Eastern kingdom. This is Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great is the goat is the goat in the body, uh, 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 in Daniel's vision. You can look this up in your own Bible institutes. It's recognized he's the goat. Now watch this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Watch, this watch this, watch this, watch this. Alexander the Great's kingdom breaks into four. Now I'm gonna share something with you that, I, that, that, that the Holy Spirit just showed me two, three weeks ago. Alexander the Great is the founder of all the cities of the seven churches. Oh, go look it up, go look it up. <laughs> My Lord Jesus, Thyatira, Ephesus, mm, go look it up. He was the one that made those cities famous. Alexander the Great is the founder of the cities, not the seven churches, the city, not the actual church. He is the founder of the city of Ephesus, the city of Laodicea, the city of Thyatira, not the churches. Paul is. Paul is, verse eight, the goat became very powerful, but at the height of his power, his large horn was broken off. In the large horn's place grew four prominent horns pointing in the direction of the earth, pointing in the four directions of the earth. Now watch this, verse nine, then from, then from one of the prominent horns came a small horn. Stop right there. Listen, stop right. Wait, 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 verse nine. Then from one of the prominent horns came a small horn. This small horn is the little horn. <laughs> the little horn is the antichrist little horn. <laughs> the little horn coming out of Greece. Wait a minute, I thought it was Rome. Read the text. All right. Now look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Look what it says. The small horn whose power grew very great. It extended toward the south and the east and towards the glorious land of Israel. Watch this. Verse 10. Ooh. Closing verse and context. Look what it says. Look what it says. Verse 10, its power reached to the heavens. Oh, so now we are no longer talking about just a man. Now we are talking about a man with supernatural influence and supernatural enablement and a backing whose, whose goings forth come from the spirit realm. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 10. Daniel chapter 8, verse 10. Its power reached to the heavens where it attacked the heavenly army. Oh my God. Now you know we're not talking about Caesar here. Now you know we're not just talking about the physical antichrist, which there will be a physical antichrist. Listen, 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 listen. Watch this. Look at this. Where it attacked. Who attacked? The little horn. The little horn attacked. The heavenly army. <laughs> now you know he's talking about the devil. Who is, who is really the little horn? Lucifer. Satan. The devil. That old serpent. The accuser of the brethren. The, the, the son of the morning. The king of Tyre. The fallen cherubim. 
Did you catch it? Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to bless you. Its power reached to the heavens where it attacked the heavenly army. Now, you know this is not a person because heaven is not intimidated by humans. We can't attack heaven. Heaven? Heaven is not being bothered here. Heaven is not scared of earthlings. Did you catch it? He's not in, heaven is not under assault by human beings. But it says, this little horn attacked the heavenly army. Watch this. Throwing some. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the verse that I wanted to lead to all this time. Then it says, where it attacked the heavenly army, throwing some of the heavenly beings and some of the stars to the ground, trampling them. Did you see it? Did you see the separation? Oh, God, we love you for revelation. Did you catch the separation? He threw down some of the heavenly beings, that's one category, and some of the stars, another group. I got it highlighted in yellow in my Bible. Listen, it's right there. It's right there. Daniel chapter 8, uh, verse 10, where it attacked the heavenly army. Throwing some of the heavenly beings and and means a whole other group. Who are these? Watch this. Who are these stars? Watch this. These stars, according to the book of uh, according to the book of Job. Watch this. The book of Job. Listen to me. Who were these stars? Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. And at Job thirty-eight verse seven says, "As the morning stars sang for joy, and all the uh, angels shouted." Oh, no, it says, "As the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy." King James Version of Job. Verse chapter 38, verse 7, it says, uh, uh, when the morning stars sang together and all, watch this, it says all the stars, your version should say stars, sons of God, sons of God, sons of God. Its power reached to the heavens where it cracked the heavenly, uh, where, it, where it attacked the heavenly army. Throwing some of the heavenly beings and some of the stars to the ground. There is the separation. There is the separation. There is the separation. Did you catch it? The separation is heavenly beings. Heavenly beings and the sons of God. The stars of God. Who were these stars of God? Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Listen, there are two groups. There are two groups. Watch this. These stars, watch this. These stars, listen, the Bible says, these the stars are, listen to me, sons of God. King James Version says, sons of God are the stars. Can we agree on that? Okay. If the sons of God are the stars that fell to the earth and slept right in that verse, right in that verse, throw in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 is the stars of God came and slept with the daughters of men. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The heavenly beings in this verse that Daniel saw is this very simple they're the angels that god locked in everlasting chains of darkness reserved to the day of judgment where you will see them pop out again in the book of revelation chapter 11 when an angel comes down having the key to the bottomless abyss the bottomless pit he will open the bottomless pit and these Fallen heavenly beings that been locked, that been locked.
for they've been locked since that time will come out and completely almost listen obliterate the earth they almost destroy the earth so much that the bible says if the Lord of hosts did not come down and shorten those days, no flesh would live. You want to know why? Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> when, watch this. When these, when these fallen angels are released on the earth, listen to me, Satan is replaced in the bottomless pit and bound for a thousand years. Did you catch it? So during that time, <laughs> y'all ready for this? Listen, so these stars of God came down. Did you catch it? These benign Elohim came down, Genesis 6. They sleep with the daughters of men. They manipulate the human genome and produce a race of Nephilim, fallen ones. Did you catch it? And they what? And they begin to wreak havoc. God sends the uh, pre-diluvian flood, knocks them all out, and now they're wandering the earth, looking to re-inhabit where they originally had authority to function. Now watch this. <laughs> Listen, here's what I want you to do. Everybody that's watching me right now, I want you to be a good Berean and tell me that if what I'm saying is unexegetical to the Bible, if it's an error, and watch this, I'm so convinced, I'm so convinced that what I'm saying is biblical truth. You could expose me right here, right now, in front of everybody, in front of everybody, if what I'm saying is not exegetical to Bible, and it is not revelatory insight coming from directly from the throne room of God. That's how convinced that I am that there is a separation, a separation. Did you catch it? Heavenly beings get locked in Tartarus. Tartarus is the Greek word for the lowest pit, for the lowest pit. Watch this. Watch this. When Satan gets bound, when Satan gets bound, what does the Bible say in Isaiah chapter 14 about son of the morning? You will fall down to the pit, which means God the Father in the end will lock Satan in Tartarus. Satan will be bound in what? In Tartarus waiting to be released. And when he gets released, then he gathers up every Everybody for the great battle of Armageddon. Now, I don't want to get into pre-trip, post-trip, uh, you know, present trip. I don't care. All I know is I'm going to walk holy that whether it's pre, post, future, I want to be found in him. So when he calls, I'm out of here. I'm going to walk holy. I'm going to walk humble. I'm going to walk in truth. And I'm going to walk according to God's integrity and in the fear of the Lord. Did you catch what I just said? So Tartarus in the Greek is what? The lowest dungeon. The lowest dungeon. <laughs> right? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So then, watch this. So then God, the angel, opens, opens the bottomless pit. Listen to me. These demon spirits who are hybrid. And I'm ready for this. Who had the hair of a woman, the body of a locust, the tail of a... The tail of a scorpion, the face of a lion, the breastplate of a, of a soul. Ah, and it says what? That they begin to destroy. Why? Because these fallen heavenly beings don't submit to nobody. They don't even submit to Lucifer. They don't submit to God. They don't submit to nobody. They don't fear God. They blaspheme him to his face. And God says, I'm going to use these agents of chaos. So just to do some work and to destroy a third of the earth, but then I'm going to, I'm going to do what? The Bible says the Lord comes down. Watch this. The Lord comes down and then the beginning of the white throne judgment begins. The white throne judgment is in phases. Y'all not ready for this? The white throne judgment is not just one event. It's a series of events. The first ones to get cast into the lake of fire. Are these heavenly beings, not Lucifer. Lucifer is the last one. Did you catch it? It says, it says the Lord came down and judged 
the beast, the false prophet, the heavenly beings, and took them and cast them into the lake of fire where the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. And then the earth goes into another series of events to fulfill biblical eschatology. And here's where I'll leave it up for us theologians to wrestle and to have great debate and whether it's pre, post, trip, Armageddon's past, present, future. Listen, that's, that just makes great, great dialogue for us to have a great time digging into the scriptures as long as we're all saved and we're under the blood of Jesus. Did you catch what I'm saying? So watch this, watch this, watch this. So during that time, listen, during that time, listen to me, during that time when God judges, listen to me, when God judges these fallen angels, listen, the Bible says, <laughs> I love it. How does Satan deceive the world again? It can't be by himself. He starts regulating the demon spirits, the Nephilim. He becomes Apollyon. Y'all not ready for this. He becomes Abaddon, the leader. He comes. He comes. Now you know why demons are afraid to go to hell. They told Jesus, Jesus, if you cast us out, please, please, whatever you do, please don't send us to the abyss. Don't send us to the abyss. Please don't lock us. Don't lock us away. We don't want to go there. So Lucifer comes. Listen to me. Listen to me. He gathers up these demon spirits or unclean spirit. And that's another topic for another day. The word unclean. Did you catch it? And these, watch this, these unclean spirits, listen, these unclean spirits deceive the world, deceive, watch this, deceive the world again who haven't been tested at that time. Did you catch it? And they, watch this, and the Bible says the very same ones that were worshiping begin to turn. Begin to blaspheme and he gathers the nations, Gog and Magog, which is Russia and the Eastern Asian countries. He gathers Gog and Magog and all the nations of the earth. And at this time, watch this, the another angel comes down and watch this, I'm going to bless you. Then there's four more angels. You're not ready. You guys ain't ready. The Bible says a voice Sent from the temple to an angel, open the, the prison in the river Euphrates and release the four angels who have been locked in prison for this time. Also, there is another four angels that get released. And what do they do? They attack the water. They attack the rivers. They attack the trees. Y'all not ready for this. Go read it. Revelation chapter 15. Another angel comes down with another key to the river Euphrates and unlocks the prison in the river Euphrates, which you and I understand as Syria. To this day, the realm where ISIS is hanging out, the realm of Babylon. Oh, so, 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 so the river Euphrates is around all the five cities of Nimrod, Babylon, Nineveh, Ur, did you catch it? Did you catch it? So now they're, watch this. So now these angels go down to wreck the earth. They start wrecking the earth. God comes down again, throws them into the bottomless pit, right? And then an angel screams out, praise God, all you inhabitants of heaven and on the earth for the great whore of Babylon, the mystery woman who rides the beast has finally been cast down. Let's keep going, right? So long story short, fast forward, and then I'm out of your way. Forgive me for that, man. I had, I had, to, I had that. I had that in there. I had that in there. I'm sorry. I had to let that out. I, I, I had to release that. I'll, somebody interpret that. Glorious, because I ain't got the interpretation. I, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Now watch this. <laughs> Listen, I'm almost out of here. Watch this. So, 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 what's the code that I've been cracking? Well, very simple. I gave it to you. The demons and fallen angels are not the same. I'm gonna give you one more. I'm gonna give you one more revelation. 
gonna give you one more revelation. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Job chapter 38, verse 7 says, Watch this. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me. If you know so much, Job, this is God talking to Job. Watch this. Who determined his dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Did you read that? Did you hear that? It says, all the morning stars sang together. Who was a morning star? Lucifer, son of the morning. Morning stars are a specific group of angels who were created by the bright and morning star. Son of the morning, oh Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the bright and morning star? Did you catch it? Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So when God created the earth, all the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. That right there obliterates the gap theory. Satan, Lucifer, and the fall of the angels fell after creation. Somewhere, not before. We've been taught before. Gap theory. Bible don't say that. Bible says when God created the earth, the morning stars sang for joy. And the Bible says, A-L-L, all the angels shouted for joy. Which means when the earth foundations were laid, Lucifer was still vibing with God. And then somewhere in that process between one of the days of creation, in one of the days of creation, not pre-creation, gap theory, hey gap theorists, bye-bye, goodbye, gap theory, goodbye, I obliterated that right now. The Bible says when God created, listen, when God created the foundation of the earth, all the morning stars and the angels were shouting for joy. It didn't say some. It says all. All of them are joy. Which means Lucifer was in there praising God for his omnipotent power for creation. And then something happened. Something happened and then Lucifer's wisdom was corrupted. He What, what did he do? He drew a third of the stars and the heavenly beings. What happened? The stars were thrown to the earth. Sons of God sleeping with the daughters of men. And the heavenly beings... Turn their hatred not just to God, but to Lucifer, potentially. That right there, what I'm saying is speculation. It's not absolute. All right. And God locked them in everlasting chains of darkness. Why? Because even them bad boys don't submit to nobody. But Lucifer submits. You know how I know Lucifer gets daily instruction? Because the book of Job, chapter 1 and 2. The sons of God, the stars of God went to present themselves in the courtroom of heaven to get their daily assignment. And behold, Satan was among them. And the Lord said, where have you come from, Satan? And he said, Walk, walking to and fro in the earth, looking and, and all of that. You, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. So I end in the end. The Bible says Lucifer, the beast. The dragon, the antichrist, and all those. The Bible says all the goats. In the end, there's a separation of what? Sheep and goats. Oh, separation between the church and the Alexander the Great. You're not ready for this. The goats, the goats to his left, from which the little horn comes out. Read it. Did you catch it? And God the Father judges them from what's written in the book. And the Bible says the beast and the false prophet were cast into the lake of fire where the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever and ever. So I end with this. One, that was good stuff. Two, I'm going to keep this video up. Three, if you're watching me right now and you don't know Jesus as your savior, I'm here to tell you that you are lost. And if you die in your sins, you're going to go to hell. There's no way around it. If you're watching me and you are not saved and you haven't repent of your sins by believing in the finished work of Christ on the cross. If you died tonight or died today or died without Christ, without your sins forgiven, you're not going to heaven. 
Oh, I'm a good person, you know, I, you know, I'm just a moral person. The courtroom of heaven has said, behold, there is none good, no, not one. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is only one righteous. His name is Jesus Christ, the righteous, the son of the living God. And the Bible says, if you would repent of your sin, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness. But with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Very simple. All you have to do is to make the conscious choice. To obey the Holy Spirit that's letting you know right now that you're not saved. And Jesus loves you. And he died for your sin. And his blood was shed on the cross. And I know, church, I know, let me be the first to tell you, if you're a sinner, listen, for the way churches are today, I wouldn't go to church because we done messed up so bad that I get why you don't go. But I'm here to tell you, nevertheless, you are held accountable for what you do know. And you have to, and you must be saved in spite of the church being filled with hypocrites and in spite of the church being a, a den of thieves. Listen, you must be born again. And you do so by surrendering your life to him. Now, if you want to do that right now, you can. Trust me, the angel that's standing behind you is going to lay his hand on you and completely seal this prayer. Jesus is right there. All you got to do is pray this prayer and mean it. I'm not talking about this frivolous sinner's prayer stuff. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a conscious choice to turn from your sin, which means to turn the opposite direction and say no to a life of disobedience and to surrender to him. I did it. I did it back in 1993 in jail, serving six years in prison. And Jesus changed my life. And here I am, 30 years later, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. All you got to do is pray this prayer. And those of us that are saved, that are watching, we're going to come in agreement with them. Just we're going to say amen. Say this prayer and mean it. Just say, Heavenly Father, I realize that what this man on Facebook is saying is truth. I'm a sinner and I need to get saved. Jesus, I believe. Go ahead, say it. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. You was buried and three days later, you resurrected from the dead. Jesus, go ahead, say it. Jesus, I repent. And I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I surrender my heart to you. Holy Spirit. Now ask the Holy Spirit. Go ahead. Say, Holy Spirit, I surrender all to you. Come inside me. Live in me. And show me how to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Everybody say amen. Let me pray for you. And I'm gone. Do me a favor. Share this on your timeline. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come in agreement. We come in agreement for every person that prayed that sinner's prayer. We don't know who, wh where, and when, but you do. We come in agreement, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, seal that, work, that person's prayer. And Father, we decree that an angel would be assigned to each person that prayed that prayer. And may this angel guide them to finding the right church and to sit under the right pastor so that they could learn your ways and grow in their Christ-likeness. We commend them to you in Jesus' name. And I, we come in agreement and we bind every demon spirit of doubt, disbelief, and a demon of backsliding. We bind your hands, your voice, and your works over them and over their mind. And I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of them now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I release your glory to be upon them. And Father, I look forward to the day that I get to meet them in heaven. And they tell me, men of God, on Facebook, I prayed that prayer. Thank you for saving, my, helping me get my soul saved. And Jesus, may we never take your glory for all that was taught today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer or if you were blessed by this teaching, and you already saved, do me a favor, write to me on Facebook, write to me on Facebook, listen, write to me on Facebook, listen, write to me on Facebook, find me on Facebook, send me a message, say, man of God, that was the craziest, pop, most powerful thing I've ever heard, amen, all right, hey, listen, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, 
Listen, I, I have to say this. May Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit get all the glory for anything and any revelation that I've shared today on this broadcast. And may the day that I ever take his glory, may Ichabod set on my life and on this ministry the day that I ever take his glory. So Jesus, I publicly say that I'm an unclean and unworthy vessel. To you be all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise, both now and forever in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I honor you publicly, for without you, I'm just a clinging brass that makes noise and a sounding cymbal that, that has decibels, but no glory. In Jesus' name, Lord, I decrease. May you increase. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.